This is WexCast from the Wexner Center for the Arts at The Ohio State University. I'm Melissa Starker, PR and Content Manager for the Wex. Zoom Family Film Festival, the flagship event in our program of cultural offerings for all ages, takes place on Saturday, December 8th, offering a full morning and afternoon of fun events and international films for kids of all ages. Sue Harshi, Columbus musician and co-founder of the seminal band Scrawl, has been a regular Zoom collaborator on live original soundtracks for silent films. The music you just heard is from one of Sue's Zoom soundtracks, and she'll be back this year to live accompany the Buster Keaton comedy classic Sherlock Jr. on Saturday at 4 p.m. For this WexCast, Sue sits down with our associate film video curator, Chris Stultz, to discuss her process for creating new soundtracks for works from the early days of cinema. Let's listen. So silent film is a funny thing because it's never really been silent. <laughs> when when they show, they always show most of the time with live musical accompaniment. So if you're seeing it silent, something's gone really wrong. That's or it's far too purist and churchy. And Temples were built with organs, with, you know, thousand pound organs. And yeah. For that explicit purpose. Yeah. So here at the Wexner Center, we love to show silent film with live music as much as we can, especially for screenings that children are at, because it gives this immediacy and draws you into this world that still silent films can be so universal. So one of our favorite people here at the Wexner Center to play live music for silent films is Sue Harshi, and happy to be sitting with you here today. So, yeah, you've done a number of scores for live films, both for us and on DVD collections. Could you maybe just start talking about your process for figuring out what sort of music you want to make to match with, like, these wildly different films? Well, I mean, it's interesting because the process that I use is the same for anything Mm -hmm. cinematic, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is I start with an improv uh, approach, and then I always tend to use that idea, that initial impetus, and then I record it. Of course, first, I'm watching the film like 85 times, and mm-hmm. then uh, you break down that film into pieces and parts that make sense either to the viewer or me, and then I create uh, improv lines, and then I record those, and then from there, I kind of build on that and then during the live performance I will play over that so it's kind of an improv um, seed mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it just expands so the I like doing that I like the idea of, it's almost like an assignment where I'm like I am going to accept the first one or two ideas that I come up with for this you know, chunk of the movie and then work, work with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, sometimes it works great and sometimes, you know, it, it's never let me down, mm-hmm. but sometimes it works really, really well. There's a great tradition of that in film scores, like Miles Davis for Louis Malle's Elevator to the Gallows is just him watching the film for the first time, improvising yeah. Neil Young for Dead Man. Yeah. It's just like See, this immediate. And that is, I'm like the least improv person in the world. <laughs> like I do not 
I am not a good improv person, but I like the idea. Mm-hmm. So this is about as wacky and, you know, <laughs> loose as I get mm-hmm. when it comes to, you know, scoring films. But yeah, I like that idea mm-hmm. of, you know, I'll watch the film before touching my keyboard, but um, I don't watch it that many times before doing that Mm -hmm. because I do like just that immediacy of, you know, hearing something and then, you know, trying to make it work. Mm -hmm. So I very rarely abandon an idea um, and start it over. But Yeah, one thing I... I really appreciate about your scores is um, there's kind of so many tropes with people who do silent film scores um, regularly that when they don't even, it feels like they don't even watch the film ahead of time and they just see there's a chase scene and so, oh, I'll just do the stock chase. (laughs) Yeah, and then it's, oh, I'll do the love theme now and then... Minor chords. Yeah. Yeah, and yours have this sense where there's the pre-recorded track that it's interesting to hear. I'm I'm just now realizing for the first time that's kind of you improving, yeah. which is strange because that's the thing that's carved in stone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So those feel like a real like you know crafted score that right. you've got, and then you're playing over it live. So I think part of it for me is I feel like uh, initially I felt like I was kind of cheating by recording so I thought well if I improv then it's a little less like cheating Mm -hmm. Um, but in in the end of the day it's how I work and it's also uh, you know it's I know that it is not always enjoyable for an audience to just hear piano player for 45 minutes and you know many times it is it's Mm -hmm. fine but um, but I do know that you know, I wanted to give something more than that. Uh, so I kind of abandoned that idea that it's cheating mm-hmm. um, because, you know, I created it, so it can't be cheating. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it is a, it's a, uh, it's, it's an odd process. Yeah. And then when you're playing live over your pre-recorded track, are you, Responding more in the moment again over your improv, or do you already have a uh, like a score, a sense of? I've rehearsed it, okay, for sure. I also know that every single time I've performed it live, it I have gone wildly off track, right? <laughs> because, right. Of, because you're in the moment. Mm-hmm. So, but it is. I go in feeling rehearsed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it can take a, you know, it can take a turn for better or worse. Right. Um, you know, I know in the past, I mean, it's so much easier now because, you know, I can get the film through, you know, uh, you know online and it already has the, the code, mm-hmm. the time code on it. And it's very great. And I know in the past it's always sometimes tricky because, you know, I'm watching it on CD and I'm recording it, and then the you know the you guys will be showing it on film. It might yeah. be too fast or slow <laughs> for what. I mean, but it was also it's like heart thumping crazy for me. But it also um, like I have contingency plans now for absolutely mm. anything that can go right. Wrong. 
Yeah. So if the electricity went out, <laughs> I could still play have, the score yeah. without the movie. <laughs> right. Although you need power for your... But I would still have my little bit. You know, I would still yeah. have my, my life bit. So, little, yeah, yeah, I do have contingency plans. Intermission music. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> Well, so... I mean, hopefully we're picking good films for you to play with because it sounds like you're watching these films like way more than most people ever would. I mean, it's interesting because I, um, you know, when I, so we were just, we just went to see Alloy Orchestra and, um, and, you know, I was talking to them and, you know, they're. I mean, that is as intricate as it gets. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing. They have a score. They play those films over, you know, the music for those films over and over and over again, albeit in different cities, Mm -hmm. you know. But but for me, I'm only doing this once, so Mm -hmm. watching it 40 times is kind of nothing. And it's also watching it, I'm not... I'm not watching it purely um, for the enjoyment of, you know, watching a film. Sure. There is, you know, I'm constantly watching it, being watchful um, when I'm creating music. So mm-hmm. I, I will say the first time I watch it is um, just to get the lay of the land. Mm-hmm. And it's not until I have finished the score and I'm just kind of sitting back with a cup of coffee, you know, Two days before I'm supposed mm-hmm. to perform it, and um, and then I watch it as like a, a whole piece, mm-hmm. like a completed piece. Yeah, this year um, for our Zoom Family Film Festival, you're going to be doing a score for. Buster Keaton's great film Sherlock Jr. That film is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, it's one of the the greatest films. I, I mean, it has to be one of the first. Um, Film within film movies made. Among, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's one of the smartest yeah. ever. It's so, I mean, it's, it's adorable. He's adorable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is absolutely adorable. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's such a clever film mm-hmm. and just the special effects mm-hmm. that were used that, you know, you think, you, you know, you tend to think of these films as like they're great but they're dated mm-hmm. just by the nature of you know when they were made I guess but but some of the special effects were great yeah oh yeah and it's such a visual delight that it has to be fun to, to create it's sound for that and because a lot of and in this film I won't give anything away but <laughs> um, in this film there's a lot like he is a very percussive Mm-hmm. Um, performer mm-hmm. uh, because maybe that's slapstick I don't know yeah. but but he's a very uh, it's very percussive and very timed mm-hmm. so it's actually quite fun <laughs> you know I don't like to line up music to like you know have whistle noises at yeah. certain moments but I do Mickey Mousing they yeah, call it yeah. <laughs> but I do like to be a, I, I like it when um, music I can stop the music at a certain point and you know why mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's the bu- Buster Keaton dance <laughs> and so that is really fun mm-hmm. and and I would say in almost every Keaton film I've done I've, I've made music for um, there are loads of moments like that mm-hmm. where it's you know you're not so much playing 
you know, creating sounds for something as much as you are syncopating and, you know, percussively playing along mm-hmm. with his performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing how, like you said, these films don't play in a dated way. No. So if somebody's listening to this and you have kids and don't think they're going to be interested, we've been showing silent films for kids for over a for decades now and there's always the first couple minutes where kids are waiting for people to talk but then once the audience starts laughing and they realize this is the world that it's going to be there's no better way to watch one of these silent comedies than with an audience of kids well you know um (laughs) you guys showed snow white Oh yeah, yeah. Derek did the Derek Descends. A live action, very early, early yes. version. Yeah. So we came to see that, and um, we were sitting in front of a dad and his kid, <laughs> and there were intertitles. And so this is how adult and jaded I am. So we're <laughs> sitting there, and I can hear the dad reading the intertitles. And of mm. course, initially, I'm like rolling my eyes, like, "Oh my god." <laughs> It's a film. And then I realized, like, oh, my God, we're at Zoom, and he's reading it to his, like, five-year-old kid. But what was interesting is about two, he read two or three, and then his kid was like, Dad. Like, he didn't need it. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty funny, you know, to hear his response and also to realize what mine was Mm -hmm. (laughs) initially. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, and we show so many films here, you know, for, for... grown-up audiences. Um, It always feels like such a joy for these screenings. But thinking back to, I guess it was three years ago for Zoom, we showed a program of Buster Keaton shorts, and you did a score for that. And it was one of the most unique Buster Keaton screenings I'd been to, because you brought out um, usually scores you hear for Keaton films are like high energy kind of zany and yours was real atmospheric for a couple of them and brought out this like latent emotion that I kind of knew subconsciously was in Buster Keaton films but had never seen articulated so well as your music made it um so I wonder if like there are like emotional things you're keying into or well I will say that with the Keaton I know that it's being shown, it's for the family Zoom days. I don't write with that in mind. Mm-hmm. I yeah. just don't. So, and you know, kids are smart. Yeah. Um, and it's not like there's, you know, four letter word lyrics <laughs> or anything. But um, so I don't write with that in mind. But I think that Buster Keaton's face, because he's a very, actually, a very natural a naturalist or a naturalistic actor. So I think that his face and his responses and are very, uh, they're very emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tend to, I, you know, I, again, I don't write too much with the idea of um, mimicking a Keystone Cop, mm-hmm. you know, scene. But, um, but yeah, I would say that Keaton more than anyone because I've done other films, and um, but he's his his face is um, it lends itself to a more emotional. 
yeah. nuanced, I would say. Well, and he's famously inexpressive, the great stone face. Right. It was his nickname. And so you can provide that, you can articulate right. that latent content. It's interesting because his, his, his later films, I can see where, you know, he is stone faced mm-hmm. um, in a different way. Um, but his you know, films when he's young, um, there's definitely he's just a very natural actor, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I know that he's he does all of his own or he did all of his own um, stunts mm-hmm. and probably broke every bone in his body twice. But uh, he has a great natural acting ability. Yeah, yeah, the joy or sadness or whatever it's just kind of comes across. Yeah, it's you know where a lot he's of, not Chaplin. No, where a lot of yeah a lot yeah. of this overacting and you know. Granted, it was in its infancy, wasn't sure. it? But he just was very natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's not playing to the crowd. No. You've got to kind of come to him. But, I mean, still, so, like, just engaging setups and visuals. and Incredible. Yeah. Well, that that Keaton screening you scored about three years ago is, is one of my favorite that we've ever done. So I'm real Good. excited to have you and All Buster Keaton paired on. up again. <laughs> so, yeah, come join us at Zoom for yes. Sherlock Jr. with Sue. Yes, please do. <laughs> that was Columbus musician and composer Sue Harshi with associate film video curator Chris Daltz. And here's a little more of the music she's written for silent films at Zoom. For a complete schedule of Zoom programming and more info about all things Wex, go to wexarts.org. Mm-hmm.